in the future, India is going to need to work on the brand of India as a coffee producing country. Well, well, they have to work on the brand. I think it's already started to change because this year was a lot easier than 2020 to sell oh, really? Indian coffees. But In Saudi. Uh, I think what also helped that the people are looking for different options and mm -hmm. expanding their vision. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode five of our five-part series. And we are talking about World Coffee Conference that happened in India recently, and we are talking about the emerging Indian specialty coffee market. And joining me is Yusuf. And Yusuf, in this episode, we're going to talk about the future of India's coffee market. Now, in the last episode, we were talking about it as an emerging consuming market. But there's a lot of things that we saw from World Coffee Conference that was really putting India at front and center of the future of what's going to happen in coffee. What are your thoughts about the future of the coffee market in India? So I think after this whole conference and what has happened and the uh -huh. very positive vibes. I, I keep saying, I keep calling it a wave after the wave yeah, that wow. was created in the World Coffee uh, World Coffee Conference. It will really take India to a next level yeah. with publicity. I think that their coffees are already great. So, yeah. you know, to take them to another level, that's going to be quite challenging. But what, what needs to be done is to get those great coffees out to the public. I think... Green beans, they're going to be one of the leading countries in production. Really? Um, I mean, quality, let's say. Numbers, yeah. that's not my specialty, but I would say leading qualities, leading marketing quality and cup profiles and, you know, and, and cleaningness of the cup. Yeah. I think it is going to be um, a very hot origin that people would want to work with soon. I think using the publicity for the World Coffee Conference uh -huh. uh, will help them to get to where they should be. Because help I, 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 help yeah, me understand something with that. Why, why do we see so much of... Uh, Brazilian coffee out there and so much or of Ethiopians. Costa Rican coffee and Ethiopian yeah. coffees. Like India produces more coffee than Ethiopia, right? So yeah. why is there this stigma amongst well, – like why don't green coffee buyers get more Indian coffee out into the world? Is it because it's mostly produced, like consumed within India or what? what's going on there? I think a lot of their coffees are consumed within country, but also uh, I think there hasn't been good marketing. Pushing okay. So the brand the of good, India. Yeah, the brand of India. You know, when when people think of India, doesn't don't think usually of the, you know, uh, good clean the fun fruity side of coffees. it or the, or the fruity coffees or right. uh, the beauty of the farms or, you know, they will think more of what they've been used to, like maybe robustas, maybe right, like very bad coffees, and. That's what you. That's when when you need more roasters or you need more good branding people um, that could push the right product the right way to get into new markets. Right. Um, a lot of people, for example, complain about their prices, but they don't know the background of the Indian market. Like 
you can't buy new, you can't buy green coffee into India. So that's what they can sell locally. You know, they, right. they can sell locally at a good price. Why would they sell it internationally for a cheap price? It's not fair. You know, by the right. end of the day, everybody has to feed itself. Everybody wants to feed themselves. So if those information were pushed out, if the right coffees were were pushed out, if we see more of Indian producers in a international international shows, mm-hmm. uh, I think now they will make it. Uh, they will make the difference. It will be those steps that make the change. Tell me something. How was Indian coffee received in Saudi? Oh, it was hard to sell in the beginning. Are you the only one that's bringing in Indian coffee in Saudi? No, there are, there are a few people. That, okay. Uh, it was What's been your experience? I, I was one of the first ones. and uh-huh. uh, You know, trying to push just different product mm-hmm. it was hard and then what uh, as you said indian comparing to brazil and ethiopia and costa rica you have a massive like uh population there that are pushing the right like or a good image about these coffees and then you have mm-hmm. indian coffees you don't i think now you have content before the content was really hard yeah uh, to find about Indian coffees, and then all of a sudden that you you are bringing Indian coffee, so a lot of people didn't take it well, and then they were afraid or they felt somehow embarrassed. Like I don't know if I want to bring in this coffee. And I was like, you know, if the coffee has nothing to do with it. The origin right. name has nothing to do with it. It's you. What do you want to bring it out of it? Mm. When I use it from blend, nobody will know what the coffee is. If you can roast it well, then everybody will talk about how amazing the coffee is, even if you don't mention the name. Right. So, yeah, so right. the, in the future, India is going to need to work on the brand of India as a coffee producing country. Well, well, they have to work on the brand. I think it's already started to change because this year was a lot easier than 2020 to sell oh, really? Indian coffees. But in Saudi. Uh, I think what also helped that the people are looking for different options and Mm-hmm. expanding their vision folks our first on-demand workshop how to become a coffee consultant is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros and it comes with a certificate upon completion go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details support this podcast by supporting our sponsors but i think definitely india as a, you know, I don't know if it's the coffee board or for the producers or the roasters, you know, maybe the whole thing, maybe the whole community has to really push for India um, and this new branding, I'll say, mm-hmm. and change people's perspective. And I think they have an amazing wave that already started from World of Coffee, sorry, World Coffee Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just need to carry it. Like they just need to carry it, create another wave after wave after wave. And it's, you know, it's going to take some hard work, but it, but you have something that will complement your hard work. You're not like you have to work on your coffee and the branding at the same time. Your coffees are amazing. You know, yeah. you're going to have to keep working, but then you need some more pushers to the market. The the fact that India now has the largest population in the world makes me wonder if they need to care about exporting their brand. Um, I wonder if the future of coffee in India is about focusing on creating a local consuming market and differentiating between specialty and commercial-grade coffee, finding the, the specific 
um, market for your green coffee and and either creating your own roastery and own cafe chains and things like that, I, or what I happens? Uh, no, I think I, I think changing people people behavior is much harder than creating new behaviors, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. So I think lowering your risk, pushing new coffees out, getting all the media spotlight. Uh, will also be beneficial somehow I agree. because then you open tours you will open tourism right you open a yeah. lot of opportunities if you're just going to focus in country it will be good mm-hmm. you will still have to focus in country but also focusing off country will also have have has its own advantages i mean look at brazil they have massive population but they are still export a lot yeah so, oh i mean they're the biggest producer so in the world two story thing a two sided mm-hmm. story they in country has its own advantage and a disadvantage, but I think it's also selling outside has a very big advantage. Yeah. The the thing that I'm most excited about with regards to the future of Indian coffee is the I think that we're going to start to see the solutions that we need to fix the climate problems that we've got with regards to coffee production. I think mm-hmm. the solutions are going to come from India. I mean, they have one of the oldest research centers, so they yeah. have so much data ahead of everyone. Um, I, and I, I, from what I've seen, I think they're very great researchers yeah. in India. And, uh, and they I have government it's... backing and they have... Yeah, yeah. they yeah. have uh, a, a lot of support. And I think it could be very influential. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And they have the platform. I mean, they have the the low altitude. They have the higher altitude. So you can yeah. do multiple things. And they got rain. They got shade. So I think, yeah, I agree. I think at the... And they're going to try different things. Like that's for me the most exciting of all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to try different things, right? You can't... No, you don't have to. You can't that's switch the thing. because... But that's the thing. That's the thing that you learn when you're in India. Like there's a lot of people who would say to me, why would I bother switching to specialty when I can do next and like just strip pick my coffee and I know I'm going to get a guaranteed good price for it. And they already know that, right? They So they don't yeah. have to do something different. They know they're guaranteed to sell all of their coffee. There is a guaranteed buyer for it. But then you've got really um, forward-thinking producers like our friends that are over there, South India Coffee yeah. Co., Mukul, Himu. Shravan Pavan. has his Pavan, Shravan has, has his own. own place. Like all of these yeah. guys are like, we want to be a part place. of creating um, coffee for the future. We want to we want to be a part of a small select group of people, even though we don't really have to. If we just want to maintain the status quo, we just keep producing coffee, strip picking it, uh, you know. And and look, they're resisting some changes like what other younger producers, uh, young producers are doing. So, an interesting thing that you would see there is you drive past a farm and you could tell it was a shade grown farm in a previous. Yeah like maybe two or three years earlier. But what the next generation has decided to do is cut the canopies off the forest because they want to let the sun in because the more sun on Robusta produces a higher yield. And so because of that, they're like, well, the quick way to make more money is to just make more 
robusta come out of just by yeah. giving it more sun. So they really don't have to do anything different that's harder. They could but, take the easier route, right? But like, they but, definitely but, want to be more sustainable, right? They have to be. Yeah, because what if you got less water than you got less? Which is what happened this year with the monsoons. Exactly. So uh, switching to speciality or switching to Arabicas or finding different solutions, I think it's part of the coffee journey. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting to watch. And you can't make one plant look like the other. You know, you can't make a, 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 a very economical car looks like a very luxury car. Right? Despite what Even so many no, people try to do. <laughs> I mean, no matter what you do, you're not going to do it, right? No. You can't make so a Toyota look make, like a Bugatti. Exactly. Exactly. And you can make a, a turtle living to live in the forest, you know, like a sea turtle living in the forest. Yeah. You, you have to find what works for each. So, right. Yeah. And you have to find what is the originality of each what is the uniqueness of each tree and then work with it as it is. Yeah. Right. And everything has a purpose. So if you, if you want robustas, then well, robusta has certain uh, elements, that, the characteristics that support it as a robusta, but you can't make the robusta look like Arabica and the Arabica looks like Excelsior. No. You have to pick and you have to find what's sustainable. Yeah. Yusuf, this has been a fantastic conversation. Um, well, thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. Uh, folks, keep an eye out one day in the near future. Yusuf's going to be releasing his own podcast. And, with uh, your help. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> of course, with my help. I would be honored to help you um, do Thank this. You. Uh, you're welcome. Um, tell everyone where they can find uh, Lenatai. Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah. It's Lenatai. So you can find me on Instagram, Lenatai Coffee. Uh-huh. Or if you want my personal account is Yusuf Zayer. Yeah, um, we'll have links in the show notes. Uh, take a look down in the show notes, folks, for all of I'll that. I promise I will learn how to post more things. <laughs> You're not going to wait 13 years before oh, you I'm post about India? For 13. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he presented a, a, a PRF in, where was it, El Salvador? El Salvador in March. Which was in March. He po- Today is the 10th of October, the date that we're recording this. He posted it yesterday. I mean, and I should have post, been posting about India, but I. Yeah, correct. I'm, so I'm like, why are you so behind? So, uh, yeah, check the show notes, connect with Yusuf, and uh, come to World of Coffee Dubai in January, everyone. You'll get to hang out with us. We'll be making some announcements soon about a few things, and you'll get to see Yusuf there as well. So, Yusuf, will you do me the great honor of signing off this episode for us, please? I can definitely. So, peace, love, and butter. And be, no, peace, love, and peanut butter. <laughs> you butchered it. I, no, is it true? Peace, love, and peanut butter, right? Correct. Oh, look at that. <laughs> did you see that? I did see that. Okay, oh, all the balloons just came up on yeah, his Zoom. Know, right? That's like, fantastic. Peace, so peace love, and peanut butter. A, <laughs> yeah, so it's been a pleasure, guys. Thanks for everything, Lee. And yeah, peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.